0: how sweep it is to be a cardinals fan the good guys in the white uniforms take care of business against the cubs but we did have some controversy in game one yesterday we'll discuss that the new york yankees are in town and bringing the front runner for the al mvp and some other familiar faces with them to bush plus an update on some of the injured cardinals pitchers including jack flaherty all on today's locked on cardinals you are locked on cardinals Your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinal fans, I'm J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor born and raised in the Lou Lifetime Cardinals fan. And I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at JD Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You'll find Locked On Cardinals. Obviously, YouTube, we're available there as well. If you haven't checked us out, if you're listening to us on a podcast and you want to see what, what my face looks like and, and where I'm hanging out at, you can do that as well. Go on to YouTube and uh, search for Locked On Cardinals. We're av- available there as well. You can subscribe and like and leave comments, interact with me on there as well. It's uh, It's pretty nice. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than never before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So where should we start? Fun day at the ballpark yesterday, as the Cardinals and Cubs played a double header with the good guys coming out on top in both matchups. In yesterday's podcast, we broke down the highlights of what happened in game one, but it was a heck of a comeback by the guys and uh, sparked up by a bit of controversy. In the top of the seventh inning, when uh, a non-pitch was called due to the home plate umpire Adam Hamari, I think it's how you pronounce it, calling a timeout as uh, Miles Michaelis was pitching, pitch that was clearly on its way to home plate would have been a strike coming towards the plate, and he just backs up, and says, "Nope, timeout. That doesn't count." Clearly upset, Michaelis, who who was visibly angry. You don't see Michaelis get all that worked up like that, and uh, he was upset. You could see him. He didn't, he didn't like they threw the ball back to him. And he was like, nope, I don't like that ball. Gets another one. I don't like that ball either. He, he was a little upset. Uh, Cardinals manager Ali Mamal, also very upset. Came out to not only defend his pitcher, but uh, also make sure he didn't get thrown out of the game, obviously. That's quite important. Um, words were exchanged. Nobody got tossed, though, by the way. But it did fire everyone up on the Cardinals side, which may have uh, also lit a fire under the boys who get back-to-back jacks by Gorman and Goldie. They scored three total in the bottom half of the inning to tie things up and set up the walk-off Lars Newbar RBI single in the bottom of the ninth. Now, after the game, reporters asked Michaelis about the whole situation, and he called his demonstrative outbursts on the mound, quote, not my most professional moment. Uh, He went on to say, it's one of those things where we talk about pace of play a lot. When is the hitter going to get dinged for pace of play? Michael has asked after uh, the, the the rallying win that they got. They took a strike away from me. Why not add a strike to the hitter right there? He's not ready. Why do we penalize the pitcher and take a strike away from me by calling time out of nowhere? He didn't call time. He's looking down. Now, you guys have probably seen the pitch clock at games in the outfield counting down, which is supposed to keep the game moving along, although nobody really pays attention to it. But the Cardinals have Michaelis and Wainwright, who are both two of my favorite types of pitchers in the sport because they don't really waste time on the mound. You know, they're not screwing around, adjusting their belt and their jersey. They get the ball, they get their sign, boom, delivery is on its way. And that's why uh, Major League Baseball has this pitch clock. That's what they want. And it's not necessarily what the hitters want, though, as you see teams consistently try to get them out of rhythm by calling time, stepping in and out of the box, which uh, Michael has explained isn't an issue with him. He said, quote, if they want to call time, that's cool. But then when the shoe was on the other foot and the guy's looking down at his feet and I throw a strike, the hitter can call late time and get it. I throw a strike. I don't get it. That's what is frustrating. And he's got a point. The rule is that if the batter hasn't swung, he's supposed to have a foot in the box and be ready to go. At least that's that's how I've I've perceived it. Too often, you see the batter take a pitch, step out, adjust his gloves. You remember like Nomar Garcia, and he used to do the whole, and he would, you know what I mean. And he was doing all this nonsense. They're grabbing their cups, or do whatever, and then um, they get back in while the guy on the hill is just kind of standing there, just waiting. Like, all right, man, you you good? Can we can we throw now? I mean, that's how it was when I played. I played in high school. I played in college. And we kept a foot in the box. You could like pivot to like look at your third base coach. You keep your back foot in and you would pivot this way to see what your sign was from the third base coach if you even needed a sign. And we play ball and we kept, we kept it moving. And it should be any different when you get to the major leagues. Now, people's ADD is at an all time high nowadays, there, there's too many distractions. You got people on their phones. um, They lose interest in the game even while they're at the game because they're busy screwing around with other stuff. There's so much going on at ballparks these days to try to keep everybody entertained in case the game is a little bit dull that it's easy to get distracted. Uh, It's part of the reason why the, the nets were extended down the baselines because... People were getting hit by foul balls because they're not paying attention. And it, a brilliant move, by the way. I'm more shocked that it took so long to come up with that idea. Um, but people are taking photos, reading stuff online, basically doing all sorts of things other than paying attention to the game. And those, uh, those screaming line drives are just injuring folks. Like I, You couldn't believe how many times they'd go down there. And you're like, how did somebody not just get killed off that line drive? That was like 105 off the bat, just smack right into their skull and they survive somehow. Amazing stuff. But one way to keep them interested in the game is to to keep it moving. And it's on the pitchers and the hitters and the umpires to do that. Alas, the Cardinals do grab game one, but it was an interesting situation that was brought up, and hopefully, as Michaelis put it in his post-game interview, the door will swing both ways in the future, where if the batter is the one stalling the whole time, they'll be punished. Uh, We're going to be breaking down game two of the day next with one of the newest acquisitions showing why He was a really nice fit for this Cardinals team. And Tyler O'Neill did something last night that he hadn't done since opening day. I'll tell you what that is here in just a moment. First, though, at BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments, from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices that you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Now, whether you're ready to pop the big question or you're just celebrating a milestone moment, Find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Now, Blue Nile has simple online tools that will let you choose the diamond shape, the size, the clarity, all those important things, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Now you want to celebrate one of life's special moments with fine jewelry. That's fantastic. Good idea. Good idea. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They're available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift, and you can do it with any budget, whether your budget's way up here or a little bit lower down here, they'll help you out there. Uh, Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Uh, Why would you choose Blue Nile? Well, BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and going on now, the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, chips-free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. And if you need your special purchase fast because you've procrastinated like I tend to do when it comes to just about anything in my life, in most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. When you commit to a piece, so does Blue Nile. Guaranteed service and repair for life. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Do the smart thing. Go to BlueNile.com today. Game two last night. Another good one between the the Cubs and the Cardinals featured the Cardinal debut of left-hander Jose Quintana, who was acquired along with right-handed relief pitcher Chris Stratton. Damn glad to meet you from the Pittsburgh Pirates. And one of the reasons he was going to be a nice fit for this team and why people thought he would be good in a Cardinals uniform was the fact that he's got a 45.8% ground ball rate, which should play very nicely when you have an infield that on most nights will feature three gold glovers, Arenado, Goldschmidt, Edmund, and a young not-too-shabby himself. So things kind of go as planned. First two batters ground out just like we predicted, but then former Cardinal Patrick Wisdom he seems to kill the Cardinals, doesn't he? Hits a 2-1 pitch over the wall in center. Cards go down one to one nothing. but we're all right. We're all right. It's just one run. Let's chill out. Didn't take long for the boys to answer. Goldie singles with two outs, and then Nolan Arenado crushes a three-two fastball into Big Mac Land—the second time he's gone there in this series. Four hundred and twenty-eight footer gives the Cardinals a two-to-one lead. Quintana then cruises through the next five innings, allowing no runs. He walks two, but strikes out five more or seven uh, total, and then give, gives it up to the bullpen. And then Jordan Hicks comes in for the seventh inning. It's a two-to-one lead, and as we've said before, you get that kind of like Jekyll and Hyde thing with with Jordan Hicks where you're not quite sure which hicks you're gonna get and on this night you got wild Hicks uh, walks wisdom to lead off the inning, which we all know sets you up for failure in the inning more times than not then he walks Suzuki then he gets a ground out next but they can't turn two and uh the ball the def- and then and then they, they they can't do that they get the ground out next but then they can't turn two ball deflects so i'm trying to remember how this went so the ball deflects off of hicks okay and it goes to they don't turn to two on the previous ground ball then the next batter hits when it goes off of hicks goes over to de young de young double clutches for some reason i don't know if who wasn't over at first or what was going on there but uh everybody's safe runner score we got a tied game all right i know that sounded confusing the way i said it but whatever uh, <laughs> you know what happened. Again, the walks are going to destroy you, and uh, when, if Hicks figures out his command a little more, he's really going to be a weapon for this team. But right now, you, you just don't know which guy you're going to get night in and night out. It, it's just kind of, you're like, eh, it's a roll of the dice each time. But in the bottom of the seventh inning, the Cardinals answer, Edmund singles, Goldie walks, Arnato hits into a double play, but then Nolan Gorman pinch hits for holes, He draws a six-pitch walk. And that sets up Tyler O'Neill, And after falling behind in the county, he catches a hanger, top, deposits it over the uh, left field wall. Three-run shot, his sixth of the season, and the Cardinals lead it 5-2. By the way, that was the first home run at Bush Stadium since opening day for Tyler O'Neill. Isn't that crazy? Hard to believe, but with the injuries, you, you really haven't seen a, a lot of Mr. Bro-Neal this year. And again, if he stays healthy and becomes the dangerous hitter he was last year, look out. Because with Gorman also thumping dingers, you've got four guys in your lineup with legit 30 run, thirty home run power. Goldie, Arnato, Gorman, and O'Neal. Carlson, eh, I wouldn't give him 30 yet, but he's 20 probably. He could probably get you 20. So y- y- you've got some power in the lineup. So the Cards tack on two more on the Tommy Edmund double. They went at 7-2. to two. The Cardinals sweep a doubleheader from the Cubs in St. Louis for the first time since August 10th of 1979 not like we play a lot of doubleheaders. And it was also the first series sweep of the rival Cubs in St. Louis since May 31st through June 2nd of 2019. The boys have now won four in a row. They're tied with the Brewers, who have now lost four in a row. And uh, they're at the top of the NL Central together now. Yankees are coming into town this weekend, so we'll preview that series, plus some reasons why the Cardinals uh, should have some optimism about one of their starting pitchers who was injured. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. First, though, betonline.net. That would be the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. I don't know if you noticed last night, you're probably watching the Cardinals and Cubs game, but did you make any money off of last night's? Hall of Fame game in the NFL, Raiders and Jaguars. I watched zero seconds of it. I was too busy watching baseball. I was I was enjoying it too much. So uh, you could have made some money, though, off of it last night if you went to betonline.net. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have got you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. online where the game starts. So the Yankees are coming to Bush Stadium this weekend. It'll be a three-game series. The Bronx Bombers have the best record in the American League at 70-36. and 36. The Dodgers now top record in Major League Baseball, by the way. But the Yankees have scuffled a little bit recently, going 5-5 five five in their last 10. But by no means is this a team that doesn't scream World Series contender. I mean, they've got Harrison Bader now. Why wouldn't they win it? <laughs> No, he's still in a walking boot. He's not playing anytime soon. Uh, but they do have another big guy out in the outfield. Uh, you might have heard of him, Aaron Judge, kind of having a, an unbelievable season right now. He's hitting 298, 43 home runs, 93 RBIs. Woo! Uh, Former Cub Anthony Rizzo, familiar face right there, 27 home runs and 66 driven in. Uh, you won't have to worry about Giancarlo Stanton this weekend. He is out with an Achilles entry. But, um, You've got the recently acquired Andrew Benatendi, who they got from the Kansas City Royals. Gleyber Torres, DJ LeMayhew, Josh Donaldson. They got a lot of hitters. And uh, don't forget about our old friend Matt Carpenter, who is also making his return to Busch Stadium. What a resurgent season it's been for him. He's now hitting 322 with 15 home runs and 36 RBIs. Matt Carpenter, the guy that. Two years ago, Cardinal fans, including myself, couldn't wait to move on for. We're angry every time the man stepped to the plate because he just seemed like an automatic out. He just could not figure it out. I don't know what's going on with them, whether it was maybe a health thing, confidence thing. Uh, playing at Yankee Stadium probably helps a little bit with that short porch and right field. Um, just being in a, a change of scenery, a, a new place like playing for the Yankees, or one of the top teams in the league. Uh, maybe that made him feel good. But uh, they got him roaming out in right field, though, which is uh, not a very good defender by any means. I mean, he wasn't that good on the infield, much less uh, sticking him out in the outfield. But it's a strong lineup for the New York Yankees. There's a reason why they they have so many wins and why they're leading the American League uh, in wins. But um, strong lineup, and the uh, Cardinals will be sending right-hander Dakota Hudson to the mound tonight against... Nasty Nestor Cortez. That's his nickname. He's a left-hander that's having a career year at 9-3 with a 2.53 ERA. And he's kind of, you know how like Johnny Cueto, when he pitched for the Reds or with the Giants, White Sox now, uh, even with the Royals, remember, he, he'll do kind of those, those goofy motions and wind-ups, and, you know, you've seen Wainwright kind of do the, the stall technique every once in a while. Um, Nestor does that kind of stuff. He's a little goofy out there on the mound. He's got a, he's another guy that's got a, a wonderful mustache, which I will always point out for these guys. When you can pull it off, you deserve recognition. But uh, he's been tough from the left side. Um, so that's going to be a difficult one for the Cardinals tonight. Uh, tomorrow night's game, you've got uh, Jordan Montgomery, whom the team acquired from the Yankees. He'll be making his Cardinal debut against Domingo Herman, who was uh, just one and one with an ERA over six. But it's going to be kind of tough, you know, emotionally for Jordan Montgomery. I mean, not only do you get traded, okay, from the New York Yankees where you're in first place in the AL East and you're, you're just having the time of your life. You get traded, you go to the Cardinals, which isn't that bad. I mean, it's not like the Cardinals suck or something. They're in first place in the NL Central, for God's sakes. But it's a it's a different thing. It, you know, it's New York and then it's St. Louis. It's the East Coast to the Midwest. And now he's got to face all his former buddies and his former teammates. So it's going to be interesting to see how Jordan Montgomery is emotionally when he takes the mound on Saturday night. But again, a winnable game when you've got Domingo Herman as your starter for the New York Yankees. So uh, you would hope you can get the W there, and you hope for a good showing from Montgomery in his debut with the Cardinals. On Sunday, you've got Adam Wainwright against the Yankees' top pitching get at the trade deadline. That is when Frankie Montas is set to make his debut as a New York Yankee. Uh, He'll be making his debut on Sunday, so uh, we'll see how he is. I mean, what's it going to be like for him going from Oakland to New York? And then coming straight to St. Louis and having to pitch on the road against the team you haven't faced. So um, hopefully the scouting report's good for the Cardinals and uh, they're ready to go, ready to go against Frankie Montas on Sunday. So that should be a fun pitching matchup. Uh, This will be a real test for the Cardinals up against one of the top teams in baseball. And hopefully they can ride the momentum of the uh, sweep over the Cubs. The fact that the Pirates swept the Brewers and got you right back into this race and grab at least two of three to keep pace with the Brew Crew as we make our way through the dog days of August. Some uh, Cardinals notes, Drew Verhagen, right-hander who made a bid during spring training to be a part of the rotation and then was put into the bullpen where he wasn't very good, Uh, will need surgery to address persisting pain in his right hip. He's going to have a cleanup job done on the hip in the coming weeks. Uh, He's out for the remainder of the season. So you can take that as good or bad news. I I don't want to bash on Drew Verhagen, but to be honest, Pallante going back into the bullpen and uh, Dakota Hudson being the other star. I don't see a problem with that. I would rather have Polante over Verhagen pretty much every day of the week, any day of the week ending and why I'll take Pallante <laughs> over Verhagen, at least at least this season. Uh, he did sign a two year deal with the team, so we should be ready for spring training next year. But it was ugly to say the least. He was three and one, but his ERA 6.65. You don't want that. And then uh, uh, Jack Flaherty, we've got an update. On uh, Jack Flaherty, he is set to rejoin the team on Saturday in St. Louis so that the major league staff and athletic trainers can evaluate his recovery and determine how soon he'll be able to start a rehab assignment. Now, the hope is that it will be beginning imminently so that he can build up arm strength as a starter. Uh, Flaherty has been throwing bullpens near his home in L.A. And the reports have been encouraging. So we'll see. I'm still banking on him not coming back until I'm. I'm just saying he's out altogether. Um, I just I just can't see him getting back up to shape and like unless Hudson falls apart, why would you even take a chance on Flaherty this year? You know, it's not like he looked all that great even when he was in the rotation. So. Been on the injured list since June 27th. He's hardly pitched for the team this year. Just kind of feels like a lost season. I don't know why you'd want to push it, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Maybe he'll surprise some people. Maybe he'll surprise me. But again, I'm just going to put him and Matt's up on the shelf and just say you guys are done for the year, and hopefully we'll see you back next year, and you guys will be back and better than ever. Uh, once again, we want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert, Paul Francis Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. He brings the humor, the passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Once again, I am J.D. Haffron. want to thank you guys for hanging with me on YouTube. If you would, like, subscribe. Leave any comments that you uh, have for me on there. If you want to talk about my my sweet home alternate jersey that I'm wearing here on the YouTube video, tell me how good I look. That's cool. I would appreciate that. Uh, if you want to tell me I'm ugly, keep it to yourself. Uh, but once again, I want you guys to know you're the best fans of baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals.